0: I'm Emily Swinford, and with some help from my friend, Todd Studer at Todd Studer Productions, you are listening to Emily Sells Iowa, the podcast. Join me, my colleagues, clients, and friends as we discuss real life real estate. Please note that the opinions and content of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, any realtor associations, or any other persons or entities. If your property is listed with a real estate broker, please know that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. If you're interested in buying or selling properties, what is happening in your community, or what's new in the real estate world, then this podcast is for you.
1: Welcome to this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. I'm Todd Studer. With us in studio today, Emily Swinford with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, The Good Life Group, offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, thank you so much for your time, and I'm excited today because you brought in some special guests.
0: I did. Good morning. Uh, So I think uh, one of the first times we sat down and started recording, Todd, I told you my ultimate focus eventually on this podcast was to get uh, my actual clients on here to discuss their experiences with uh, buying and selling. And so I've had uh, Rachel Pierce on here. So she was here as a client and a lender. But today I thought I would bring in um, the people who cannot turn me down when I ask them to come on my podcast Mm -hmm. show. And that is Scott and Leanne Comfirst, who are my parents, Leanne, who also doubles as our team operations manager.
1: What was the process? We're going to start with you, Emily. What was the process like for you? Because the reason they're here is you helped them be able to transition out of a long-time residence into something else.
0: Yeah, so they decided last year. I, actually, it's <laughs> there's quite a chain reaction here. But uh, my grandmother moved into a condo, and I was looking for a house at that time. And so I had moved into... Um, her house. I bought my house from my grandmother at that time. And then I was in the process of getting that house ready to either rent or sell. I was deciding what to do with it. And that was when mom and dad reached out to me and they said, we are thinking about downsizing and we would like to rent your house from you if we sell our acreage. So uh, I'll kind of let them tell their story, but that was how it got going. And um, eventually they ended up buying that house from me and selling their acreage. Uh, So that's kind of why we're here to talk about that experience and just talk about the downsizing uh, process in general.
1: Well, Scott and Leon Conferst joining us. Uh, Scott, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about the process because, number one, it had to be kind of stressful for you. You're leaving your longtime home, and uh, it was an acreage, so I'm assuming it's outside of town, and you're going to be moving into town. There had to be a lot of things going through your mind at the same time.
2: Well, our process actually started about two years before we came to this decision. We, uh, mm-hmm. we were uh, out uh, on vacation um, about two years before we decided to sell. And we, did, you know, we were talking about our retirement plans. And uh, we we're about eight years out from retiring, you know. And um, um, I told her, I said, I want to have plans when we retire. And uh, we, we kind of thought that uh, we'd like to buy a lake house someday, you know, and all. Uh, and there were, you know, financially there are a few steps that we needed to take. One was to, we were going to sell our house and downsize and get a smaller house in town. And that would kind of free us up time-wise and, and financially to um, uh, buy a place eventually and stuff. And, and we were looking at, when we were talking, we were looking at like a six, seven-year time frame <laughs> to accomplish all this. And then, lo and behold, the next spring, what Emily just described was taking place, and I'm out mowing the yard. And uh, we'd lived there 25 years, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm tired of fixing everything twice. Now, I'm <laughs> on the second round of fixing the well. I'm on the second round of fixing, you know all the infrastructure on the place, and every project we did out there was always big because we had three acres and a big shed and house and everything, so every project we tried to do was big. And I, She was sitting on the porch, and I just got off the moor, and I said, you know what, let's sell this place and move into Emily's Rental. And she cried.
3: I did. <laughs> <And> I,
2: she <laughs> cried, and uh, uh, she called me up the next day, and she says, yeah, I think you're right. Let's do this. At that moment, though, we had our bathroom was totally gutted the spare bathroom, the main bathroom was next on the list. I was remodeling the upstairs of the house. And so we were using the carpet as a, uh, basically a drop cloth <laughs> and all, as I was painting rooms and remodeling. And I literally had a bathroom. It was gutted down to the studs, stripped and all at that point. And, and Emily came, you know, we went to Emily, like she said, and, uh, uh, Emily says, well, we can still sell this place. <laughs> I'm like, I was shocked.
1: <laughs> well, Leanne, I'm guessing that you're sitting there with a bathroom that's guttered, and part of your mind at the time is getting to enjoy this remodeled bathroom that is going to be coming soon, and now you're leaving. That had to have been some emotions attached to that as well.
3: Well, kind of a funny story about that, because in our new house, we did remodel the bathroom. Emily was doing that, and we actually took some of the materials there, (laughs) and we actually have a bathroom that looks similar pretty much right on with what we were doing. Um, But I was a little panicked because we'd lived there a long time, had accumulated a lot of things besides memories, lots of papers, lots of projects, uh, just, you know, being there forever. And I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to get this ready to sell? And Emily with Emily's guidance, we did. And we were able to do things even with things not done, which was amazing to me.
1: Was there anything that was surprising to you as you're going through the process that maybe you hadn't thought about before you got into the middle of it?
3: Oh, most certainly. We lived there forever. Um, I remember sitting at the table and Emily came in with her professional hat on and all her paperwork showing us what to expect. And now that I work for her, I totally understand that and see it from both perspectives. But I must have had a look of panic on my face because she's like, mom. This is not going to be stressful. That's what you pay me for. I take your stress. We're having pictures done like in three days, panic. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't have to clean out all your closets. And so she just, she knew how to put me at ease. And I would assume anybody living in a home that long, especially us ladies who do most of the organization, um, probably looked like I did. So she's probably seen that before.
0: Yeah, I didn't go easy on these guys, Todd. I sat down and I said, okay, okay nobody else can be home. My brothers, sisters, uh, my kids cannot come. Nobody can be here when we have this conversation and we're going to sit down and I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to treat you exactly like I would, you know, any, anybody else. And, and you do have to set those boundaries sometimes when you're working for family, especially, but, um, they didn't get any special treatment or anything like that. I, I told them, uh, told them, you know, what they needed to do just like I would, uh, anybody else so that they could do what they needed to do and wanted to do.
1: I would think that there has to be an added complexity as you're going through this, though. Uh, this is your daughter that is representing you. So now you're you're happy that she's taking care of everything, and then you have to be feeling a certain sense of pride as well that... Well, this, we raised this person, and, and look what she's accomplishing now, and we're benefiting from it.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely, Todd. I, uh, working with her, I mean, she's very professional with us. I, felt, I I told her at the end. I told you when this was over and, and the household, how uh, proud we were of her and her professionalism and, and uh, watching her work uh, through this sale and having a front row seat with it and seeing her operate was just um, very proud.
3: Well, and it was probably from her perspective a little bittersweet, too. She lived in that house since she was third grade when we moved back here to our hometown. And, you know, that that's what she knew. So I'm sure it was a little different for her, too. But um, she made the
0: process pretty easy, as easy as moving can be. Yeah, it surprised me uh, how sentimental it was at the end. The uh, You know, from the beginning, it was all business when we sat down. But then as we inched closer to closing and they had actually gotten moved out and I walked through the house it was like oh it the reality set in that this isn't just business you know but um, I do going back to the sale there were a couple things uh, with their sale that we did a little extra on that I do things that I offer to everybody but they followed through on these items so we had a bathroom that was completely torn apart and they were trying to decide whether or not to finish it uh, the market at that time you know the acreage market was really strong And we were seeing multiple offers and things sell in five or less days. And uh, they needed to replace that carpet that, uh, like Dad said, they'd been using as a drop cloth upstairs with intentions of replacing that. And then we kind of knew things were starting to show their age in the home. So the HVAC systems, electrical systems, all of that stuff was mostly original to the home. And so uh, we had a pre-inspection completed prior to listing the home. And it did turn out that our buyer did not have a home inspection, if I recall. That's right. They did not have yeah. a home inspection, so we had the pre-inspection done, which gave the buyer that peace of mind that, um, or that that they were that we were providing them, you know, all of the details about the the home that we were aware of, and so they were able to decide to forego their home inspection. And then the carpet that needed replace, um, I can't remember what they wanted. You wanted to re- give the buyer some options, I think. And um, I said no. Uh, you know, right. a couple of things, Todd. Flooring allowances or allowances in general—they just they're harder than they sound. It's uh, they're hard to finance and hard to work into a transaction. And so uh, then the next thought was, well, let's let the buyer pick the carpet. And I said, no, let's us pick the carpet. We'll have the sample sitting right there. We'll tell them it's going to get replaced. And so I guess my. Biggest point that I wanted to get across was when buyers have options, they get overwhelmed, and it becomes more difficult for everybody. But as a seller, if you choose something somewhat neutral and don't give them the option and say, "Here, this is the carpet that's going into the house," most of the time they're okay with it. You know, and if they're not, it's a bridge we cross. When we get there, we won't, you know, let a sale fall apart over it. Uh, but that was kind of, I think, one of the big mm-hmm. things that helped things to go a little bit smoother. And we did decide decide to sell as is, uh, with the bathroom being gutted, and it it still went really smoothly.
1: As representing on the seller side, you don't always get the opportunity to show the house to a potential buyer. Did you with this particular one?
0: I never showed it to my buyer. The buyer was represented by their own agent. And uh, I think in in hindsight, I'm kind of glad because I think it would have been hard
1: that was going to be my question, was <laughs> if you had done that, how much more difficult would it be to show the house that you grew up in?
0: Yeah, we had an open house that very first week that we were on the market, and uh, an agent on my team, uh, Heather Doncheski, she hosted that open house. And there were, uh, I think the cars were down the, the driveway. I mean, it was... Uh, the night before, they yeah. went down the driveway. Yeah,
2: we had a parade up front. We did. We had people stop. <laughs> I, the, the, I, I will tell you, the eventual buyer of the house uh, parked his truck out on the road and, and approached me in the yard and <laughs> stuff. And, and they bought it. Yeah. And they ended up buying it and stuff. He said right then he was going to buy it.
1: That's uh, well, I do know that, that acreages are, are at, some, at times difficult to come by. So you, ha- you had some premium, uh, a premium product and, and something to folks are really going to be interested in. What's it been like now since moving into town? Is it any surprises with that, after having been uh, on an acreage for that long?
3: Well, for me, I, I wasn't so sold on moving into the house we're in now. Um, but moving into town, I love it. We have been able to downsize. Our house, our acreage was perfect when we were raising our four kids. And we had some toys and we had a big yard and, and whatever. And it was perfect for that. We had several stories to the house. So we had kid space, parent space. Moving into a new home, it's just we don't spend so much time. It's uh, The size is perfect for the two of us. We still have a couple extra bedrooms, so we have lots of time for grandkids, and we have time for grandkids. We are not having them over and on the lawnmower. It's working out perfect for us. We're, we were able to do a little traveling,
0: a little riding on our Harley, and
3: spending so much time with our kids.
0: And the house has been able to, the house that you bought, the house that I ultimately sold to, um, was, like I said earlier, my grandmother's house. And so the house was able to stay in the family, and it was actually the house that mom grew
2: up in which is a block and a half up the street from where I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been together since then. <laughs>
1: it is amazing how many times I hear stories in this particular area that uh, as uh, people grow up and then they they move to a certain distance a- away from that particular area, and then they find out, oh, there was a lot of appeal to that, and they end up back. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened with both of you, that you're yes. really close to the Even same area.
2: Even on a bigger scale, too, because we... Uh, we left Glenwood in 82. Went to school in Kansas City, lived out in Chicago for 10 years before moving back to this house in 96. So what done uh, so We've done it on two scales, a big scale and then a, you know, <laughs> a smaller scale. Do
1: you find there's just a lot more appeal to being here past just the nostalgia part? I mean, what makes you want to stay in this area?
2: Family.
3: Absolutely. Family. And now our children, I said we have four. Um I, my ultimate hope was one would live near a beach, but did not happen. <laughs> and, and most of my children are here. Uh, my son is in Oklahoma, but my girls are here. It's not and, very
2: beachy down there. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: um, and our parents. Our parents are still around, and we're able to spend a lot of time with with our family, and my, that's, that's important.
2: My folks still live down in the house I was raised in, a block and a half down. They still live there, so they <laughs> so, were excited to have us a block and a half away versus four miles away. The time. <laughs> Sunday dinners
1: are back on the table. Then <laughs>
2: they are, they are. They've been up several times.
1: <laughs> That's exciting, Leanne. Uh, while we have you here, want to uh, get your impressions about since you you're now working for your daughter essentially how how has that process been for you?
3: Well, I'm I'm a newbie, so I think I've been there about four months with Emily. I'm having a ball. I knew the professional side of of her, so that's very fun to see on a day-to-day basis. Um, And it was time for me to do something different. I've always had an interest in real estate, always. Um, It just didn't work out for me to do what she's doing. And I really, at this time in my life, I'm having a ball learning things. I'm being led by somebody I have complete faith in. And yeah, I'm having fun. And I'm getting connected back to my community, which was very high on my list. Um, So...
1: I think that in this particular industry, and I think Emily, you could attest to this as well, if you want to be connected in the community, real estate's a great way to do it because you're going to be seeing different people, whether they're already residents or or potentially moving to town and are looking for somebody to represent them. It's just a very good way to stay connected.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, don't let Leanne sell herself short because she's doing a really, really good job. And I just told her yesterday, and I don't tell her enough that i (laughs) <laughs> Every I I feel bad for her in a way because working for me is, um, I just don't know if you ever would know what to expect on a day-to-day basis. Um, the ideas are just always being probably thrown at her, but uh, she handles it really well. She's already starting to get out there more in the community. Um, we have fun together, and uh, she works really hard, and she's had a lot of really good ideas. And I I just know we're kind of at the precipice of, is that the right word? Precipice? <laughs>
1: I'm good with that, as okay, long as okay. you don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> okay, we're, so we're not putting that we'll in the Google show. We'll do it
0: after the fact, but I feel like we're just kind of things are really starting to come together, and um, next year is going to be, I think, better than ever.
1: I I would agree, and uh, uh, thank you both, Scott and Leon Converse, for coming into the studio today. You, you guys sat down, and you're old pros. I mean, seriously, I mean, you sound like you've done this a thousand times already so I uh, want to thank you for taking time out of your day to do that and also Emily thank you for bringing them in and continuing to introduce me to so many great people so uh, we really appreciate that
0: yeah thanks for coming guys You're welcome
1: thank you. and we thank you for listening to Emily Sells Iowa and we hope you join us on the next episode